Welcome to Untangle, the podcast from Muse, the Brain Sensing Headband, and Five Star App Meditation Studio. I'm Patricia Karpis, your host, along with my co-host every other week, Muse co-founder Ariel Garten. Wherever you are, we hope you're taking good care of yourself and getting lots of virtual hugs from those you love. To give you a little comfort this month, we've got a free stress-less challenge and SOS Calm collection on Muse, so just download that app for those free meditations. And you can also get the SOS Calm collection free on Meditation Studio. And we'll have free meditations daily on Instagram from some of our most beloved teachers. If you and your family want to learn to meditate while you're sheltering at home or deepen your practice, use the discount code MUSESTRESSLESS for your MUSE discount. Now might be a really good time to check it out at ChooseMUSE.com. We're thinking of all of you and wishing you the very best. Now over to Arielle for this week's unusual episode. Ah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Here we are. <laughs> so it might seem odd that we're laughing in the middle of a pandemic. My guest today is Lynn Heimelman. She's a laughter yoga teacher, and I recently did my laughter yoga training with her. And through the course of the training, what we unearthed is that laughter is awesome at times when you're happy and mirthful and joyful. Laughter is even more important in times when you are none of those things. And the practice of laughter yoga is discovering laughter even when there's no reason. So Lynn is our guest here today to really teach us about the value of laughter and particularly how laughter can get us through some really difficult times. In today's episode, we are going to laugh. We are going to teach you exercises that you can do to laugh anytime you want without any stimulus, without anything funny, maybe even when you are at your bluest. And we're going to talk for real about what's going on and how we can shift our mood during the experience of it. Welcome, Lynn. Thank you very much. It's lovely to be here. Thank you, Ariel. It is delightful. I am so looking forward to laughing with you because God, do we need to laugh right now. Indeed. In fact, I think I just mispronounced your name. <laughs> <laughs> we can call that funny. Yes, and you mispronounced mine, so we can. <laughs> I had a feeling. <laughs> the people yes. listening are going to think we're batty, but we are laughing because laughing is important. Indeed, it is. <laughs> because the first thing it does is it unhinges our tendency to take things personally when they don't go. Perfectly. <laughs> ah. I definitely had a moment of tension when I mispronounced your name, but man, laughing about it made it better. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Same for me when I said yours incorrectly. <laughs> for the record, it is Ariel. For anybody ever listening, the name's Ariel. It's been mispronounced since I was six years old and it hasn't really mattered. <laughs> I'm going to practice it. Ariel. Ariel. <laughs> and my last name is Himmelman, and I've heard all sorts of interesting compilations of that one. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about laughter yoga and why laughter is so darn good for you. I got introduced to this approach to our relationship with laughter 
back in 2004. I was already in the yoga community as a certified yoga teacher, and a colleague of mine introduced me to it and invited me to come and meet the creator of this approach, Dr. Madan Kataria, who was actually here in Toronto. And my first experience of it, the first time that I encountered it, I honestly had a knee-jerk reaction to it. <laughs> like in a bad way? Well, in a way that I would say sometimes many people do react in first meeting this approach. And I would say it was simply out of my own ignorance and misunderstanding of what the intention was and what we were attempting to accomplish. At that point in time, to me, an authentic laugh needed to be something that was inspired by something funny outside of me, something like a good joke or a good comedy act or whatever. And if things were going badly in my life and I didn't feel like laughing, then to me to even suggest that I should laugh in, when something was not going well was a forced activity. So I came into it with this level of resistance, feeling like, oh, they're asking me to do something, faking it, I want to be authentic. Oh, this is stupid. This is silly. I had all kinds of reactions, actually. So to me, it seems nothing short of miraculous that I have come full circle and it wasn't an immediate thing, but that was really just part of my own growth cycle. There were things in me that I had not come to terms with yet as a human being on the planet, wrestling with the whole exercise of getting through my life graciously and happily. So I am so grateful that I had that experience, even though it was one of resistance in the beginning, because now here I am 16 years later, and I cannot say enough good things about this approach to laughing. It won me round and it changed me. It transformed me. So tell us exactly what the practice is. Now, I've had the honor of taking your laughter yoga leadership training, and I can also say it transformed me. I got to laugh for 16 hours straight. <laughs> my, <laughs> I, my stomach and my cheeks have never hurt so much. And when I walked out, I was a different person. I looked at problems in a different way. I have a different perspective on my life and how to approach it. It was just dramatic. Tell us a little bit about like how laughter yoga gets you there and a little bit of the science of it. Just going back to that whole thing about, well, is it forced or is it authentic? First and foremost, if we look at it from a very practical, scientific point of view, it's actually been shown that your body, your physical body does not discern the difference between when you're so-called faking laughter and when you're actually doing it for real, where you feel like the laughter is just rippling out of you so naturally. <laughs> <laughs> it's so silly. After having laughed with you for 16 hours, the things that you say to me are funny. Like, I can't help not laughing. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Part of what's happened here is that we are entrained to laugh together now because we spent that amount of time 
together and the body, this is known through neuro-linguistic programming, that we respond to anchors and signals that it's time to laugh. And, and we even have certain things that we suggest and that I suggested in the training that you were in that you set up some of these anchors. So for instance, let's say that something that upsets you is the fact that every time you open the door and to enter a certain place, like perhaps your boss's office or your children's room that's so messy and you've asked a million times for them to clean it up and you have this knee-jerk response every time you see or that mess again or every time your stomach starts to flutter because you're afraid of what the boss is going to say next. By having that anchor and training yourself to have just a little giggle at the moment that you touch that anchor, that doorknob or latch or whatever it is, you will. Because we are, as human beings, we're very malleable and adaptable to developing new habits. And that's exactly what we're faced with right now in these very uncertain times. All are the things that we normally expect and rely on. Everything's been thrown up in the air. And it's really important to know that we have the resources within to adapt and adjust to these changes. And when we laugh, there is something that happens in the brain and in the body to signal the adaptive responses that are built within us to adjust to the changes that we need to make. So even if you fake a laugh, first of all, Laughing is about breathing, and breathing is connected to the life force. We come in with our first breath, we leave with our last, and life is everything that happens in between that first and that last breath. And so the more we can develop a healthy relationship with that whole connection to life, to breathing, the better the experience we're going to have. And it just so happens that laughing is part of our response to life, to taking in breath. And a lot of times when we're, for instance, in fear, we actually stop breathing well. We start to breathe more shallowly. Everything gets, get, gets caught up in the upper chest. And when we laugh, even if, you know, you just decide to do something fake like a ho ho from your belly, like ho 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 sounds very fake, but you're actually in order even just to make that fake laughing sound, there's something mechanical going on. You're pushing breath out of the lungs. And the only thing that needs to be happening here is that you're doing it with willingness. Willingness is the key. Even if it feels like you're not exactly where you want to be in terms of the naturalness and the, the connection to that laugh, that laughter muse that carries you away into this hurtling guffaw of laughter that goes beyond your own thinking, but just feels so delicious and delightful. This way of beginning can actually get you there. There's this whole thing that we hear so many times, you know, fake it, fake it until you can make it real is really the way to go, not just with 
getting into this relationship with laughter, but so many things. In the beginning, first time through, it may not feel as simple as after you've practiced it a bit. So let me ask you a question, if I could, Ariel. When you track back to that weekend that we spent together, do you remember how you felt at the very, very beginning in your relationship with laughing, the way that we began to approach us, and then where you traveled to by the end of those two days? Let's start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. At the beginning, we began with ho, ho, ho. <laughs> I'm totally kidding here. <laughs> at the beginning, I was pretty tense. Uh, you know, it was a new workshop, a new environment. I generally am a very relaxed and open person, but you're in a room with a bunch of strangers and you don't really know what's happening next. And so as much as I came with a willingness, the laughter was definitely forced at first. And by the end, you couldn't lift a finger without us just laughing hilariously. There is a permission that happens in your body when you open up the place to laugh. And it seems to, like it relaxed my chest muscles, it strengthened my stomach muscles, it enhanced the rhythms of my heart. I can say this because I ran after laughter yoga a few days later, and I've never had such an easy run in my life. Like my physiology changed through the act of going like, <laughs> in laughter for 16 hours. But there was also an opening of myself, like an ease and a grace and a lightness that came through that much laughing. And a lot of it was forced initially. You know, we did a laughter yoga meditation where you lie there for 10 minutes and laugh for 10 minutes straight. And you don't necessarily want to laugh all 10 minutes, but you just keep finding the laugh within you. And as you do, it opens up the places and the spaces inside to, uh, possibility and opportunity, it moves you out of fear and stuckness. And so I'm going to put on my science hat for a second. Laughter actually changes the activity of your amygdala. So right now we're all in a moment where we have an unusual amount of fear, where our amygdala, the center of our brain that's scanning for danger constantly is getting the thing that it so deliciously wants, which is a ton of danger to think about. And so our body's in fight or flight. And laughter is one of the things that actually breaks fight or flight. It is impossible to be freely laughing and in fight or flight simultaneously. And so as we engender the laugh as whether it's fake or real, as we allow ourselves to feel it, we're loosening up the grip that the amygdala has on our mind and body. And we are moving ourselves out of fight or flight and into rest and digest and bringing ourselves from stuck fear, which a lot of us have been in for a little while now, and into a place of the ability to see other options, to see perspectives, to simply be calm regardless of what's going on. I love your explanation. That was just so beautifully put and so true. That leads me to think about my own journey out of resistance to the whole process into one of just really embracing this way of dealing with life and dealing with adversity with such passion and commitment and love for the whole practice. Can you tell us your story? I know you have a really interesting story of how laughter really saved you in a very difficult time in your life and allowed you to overcome a lot of difficulties similar to what people are facing now. I think that would be really instructive. Yes, it has really, it saved me numerous times, but certainly one very dramatic time that changed me forever, really was back in 2008, 
without going into the full story of why, I came out of a coma. I suffered a brain trauma and I had lost my ability to read, to write, to do any of my usual life routines. I didn't know how to shop. I didn't know how to dress myself. I couldn't do anything that was connected to the logical zone, like A plus B plus C plus D. I didn't know how to use a phone because that requires a sequence of steps. And anything that required sequencing or putting one step in order up the next, my brain was just a huge muddle. I could do anything right brain. And so I had already had four years of exposure to laughter yoga. And interestingly enough, my body remembered that the laughter. And so when really I found myself in this absolutely new uh, challenge where I just didn't know how to run my life and there were massive amounts of fear and stress and uncertainty that were rising up in my chest constantly. And I started to laugh in response to these really overwhelming feelings of fear and uncertainty about where my life was going and how I was going to get through even the next moment, let alone the next day, year, etc. I couldn't think ahead at all. And so it was just such a gift that I had even already practiced the laughter yoga relationship with laughter and with myself long enough that every time this arose, laughter would erupt. And it was strange for the people around me, but no less strange than the fact that I didn't know how to respond to them anyway, because my speech was affected and my ability to express myself was affected. In fact, laughter is so basic. It's so primal. It's so much connected to the beginnings of who we are. (laughs) Really, it's impossible to connect with laughter and not be connecting right back to your authentic self. It's part of our first language when we come in as little babies. It's one of the ways that we communicate. We laugh, we cry, we smile, we frown. And this is all happening before we even have the ability to speak words. And it's the first way that we communicate with the people around us. So what's really interesting is that when you come back into this primal rooted relationship with laughter, not as adults, where we're being very serious about everything and we get very caught up in our mind constructs, but just stepping into this with the willingness to let our adult defenses down, our worries about what other people will think of how we might look in the eyes of others, we actually come back into a place of creative relationship with the life force. So what I experienced when I went through that whole journey, which was was a process, it wasn't overnight, it was something that went on for months and years for me to get to a place of feeling more like 
myself, although never like the myself that I knew before all of this, but a myself that was actually much more deeply connected to being in the moment and trusting that the universe has my back. And the universe has our, all our backs right now, even as we're going through all of this. And laughter is just simply a pathway back into the memory of that, that has been birthed into us. It's been there from the beginning. We just have this tendency to oftentimes lose our way through all the distractedness and the busyness. So we have this time now where we're at home, we're getting things done around the house. We might as well enjoy the journey and laughter helps us get back into that place of enjoying. And that's what it did for me as I was going through that whole journey. It kept reminding me, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And everything is okay. I got through that. And after getting through that, I feel like I could pretty much get through anything, certainly get through what's going on right now. And I absolutely am laughing every day because it calms, it calms, puts me at a place of peace so that I'm able to just look around me and be in gratitude for all that I have in this moment where we're not being bombed. We're not in a war. We're safely in our homes. And we have so many things that we wanted and yearned for that have now been given to us. More time with our family, less need to work long, endless hours at the office, <laughs> and so much more. So what I find is when we laugh, we return to ourselves. And we also become more open and receptive to everything and everyone around us. That's wonderful. Can we try some laughter yoga exercises so that everyone listening can A, laugh along with us right here and right now, and B, have some tools that they can use to bring more laughter into their lives? Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So dear loving audience. So this is going to be a fun little experiment. If you don't want to laugh along right now, you can just listen to us laugh. And that will also be very cathartic. If you want to go back to the section and do the exercises at a later date, you can. I'm guessing there's probably no one in your house with you except the people who are with you every day and know you. And you can just tell them I'm going to laugh and it's going to be okay. It's actually something I had to tell my husband when I came home from the training program, just like, I'm going to be laughing. It might seem totally awkward and out of place, but I'm having an effing amazing time. So just allow that that's what's going to happen. So you don't have to feel awkward about it. It's not being irresponsible. It's actually a very responsible move for you to do now to help shift your physiology and your mental state. And man, does it feel good. <laughs> so with that caveat, let the laughter begin. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so in the beginning, well, let's just look at it very simply. We cannot laugh until we release the corners of our mouths into an upward position, letting the corners of the mouth 
curve up towards the cheeks. And although you can't see us, what I'm going to suggest is that you mime this. You take a couple of fingers and just place them near the edges of your mouth. And we're not touching our mouths these days, especially we don't want to have fingers in our mouths, but you can just put the fingertips next to the corners uh, on either side of your lips. And then as though you were painting a smile on, just lift the fingers up and let your the corners of your mouth turn up and just feel that. Kind of like with dental floss, pulling them like, like little marionette smiles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. So we'll just do that first. And then really the laughter itself is an eruption of breath being pushed out on a staccato sound like... <laughs> So let's just try that. We're just going to do it together. Just a little. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody, you can totally do this. The people you live with already know you're crazy. Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) And if your mind is giving you some resistance, you can play with that. You know, like imagine this. Imagine that you're being offered the chance to win a large sum of money. And instead of answering a skill testing question, like a math question, all you have to do to qualify is laugh. Now, if somebody presented (laughs) as an exercise, I'm sure you could do it. So here we go. Ready to. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are now presenting the $1 million check. In order to do it, all you have to do is. (laughs) (laughs) Did I do it? Did I win? It doesn't matter if I won. won. (laughs) And when we are handed that check, there is another level of laughter that comes through that is just, it's more exuberant because <laughs> first we did it to win it and now we've won it. Oh my I'm God. I'm a million dollar check. Oh my God. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Everyone just allow yourself so to. You want to do your happy dance. Time to do happy your dance. happy okay, dance. Okay, maybe very silly happy dance. <laughs> you kind of imagine me wiggling up and down. By the way, I'm recording this from my child's bedroom because <laughs> we're all working at home. So... <laughs> Imagine me happy dancing next to a crib. <laughs> I'm imagining your happy dances, all y'all. <laughs> They're pretty awesome. Oh, so you might be just kind of having a little bit of a, a laugh either at us or at yourself. Please either. laugh at me. I love it when you laugh at me. <laughs> Here's something to just bring into your awareness. Uh, there may be even moments where even though there there is some resistance that you do laugh because there's this quality about laughter. It's very infectious. And the more you hear laughter, the more. <laughs> Can we laugh about the word infectious? <laughs> so it's a live word we really need to laugh about right oh, yes. now. <laughs> right. Secretively, secretively, we are starting another kind of pandemic here. It's the laugh, laugh-edemic. <laughs> laugh Did you come from? Laphidemia? <laughs> what? Are you a laphidemic? <laughs> a teacher of laughter? Actually, I coined that term many years ago, long before this thing that we're facing right now. <laughs> Your currency is laughter? You coined the term? <laughs> <laughs> I felt so passionate about how much 
returning again and again to laughter to help me through the brain trauma as I gradually and slowly accessed new life skills. And I just became really passionate. And I had this moment of, it was almost like a moment of awakening where I realized how I had been relegating laughter to this position of a very kind of frivolous thing that didn't belong in my world when things were going badly. And I was just like, oh my gosh, it's not frivolous at all. It's so powerful. It, it can change so many things. And if we just come back to something really, really simple, as we're laughing, it's actually having a positive effect on your immune system because of everything that, that you, yes. Ariel, explained earlier about it getting us out of that amygdala fear response, you know, panic and need to run away or change what's going on somehow, because it helps move us out of that place, then the body is able to come back on board with everything it knows to do to keep us in the flow of life, to protect us from that which could compromise our life force. So this is, we've heard that phrase so many times, laughter is the best medicine. And I'm not trying for a minute to say that this is your cure-all for everything, you know. It is just a very important piece of maintaining our strength and our life integrity so that we can get through these things. And so that we can continue to be in a place where we can be of service and of help to others rather than getting lost in that mode where we're frozen and we don't know what to do next. Yeah, putting the science chapeau back on for a second. Laughter actually boosts your immunity. And there are amazing studies with cancer patients using laughter. And in one study, they're able to demonstrate that cancer patients increase their level of natural killer cells that would attack the cancer cells by using laughter as a therapy. So laughter truly does boost your immunity. It's quite extraordinary. So it is particularly useful at this moment. So science aside, let's get back to laughing. Next exercise. <laughs> so, I mean, there's all sorts of things that we can use to trigger laughter, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with laughing at a good joke or watching a, a good comedy. Or a bad joke. <laughs> or a bad joke, yeah. <laughs> What's very interesting, I notice in myself, is that before I had been inundated and imbibed all the wonderful benefits of creating this kind of relationship with laughter, I was very almost very resistant to laughing at jokes. A lot of times it was hard to get me to laugh at a joke. Now, quite honestly, <laughs> you can tell me any level of joke in terms of whether it's really funny or not. I mean, I'm not going to laugh at something that is insulting or cool. yeah. at someone else. I just It just doesn't belong with my mindset or the way that I approach life. But let's say a really silly kid joke or something that I would have gone, ah, but I really wouldn't have laughed. I'll laugh. <laughs> just because once you wake up your laughter muse, you're just looking, not from a cognitive way, but your body, it just knows. Your body knows. Your body has so much ingrained wisdom in it. And so anything that will trigger laughter in a healthy way, you're just going to do it once you practice this sort of thing. So let's practice something else. 
sometimes in order to let go of our resistances to just laughing on cue, just out of nowhere, it's because we are taking ourselves too seriously. And (laughs) I know I... Am I going to be laughing at myself now? Well, that is where I'm leading, Ariel. (laughs) Lead me down that garden path. (laughs) Okay. So you may have even caught yourself taking yourself quite seriously and, and working really hard to try and get other people to take you seriously too. Like maybe they weren't taking what you were saying seriously enough. But what I've discovered is the less I get caught in needing other people to take me seriously, the more they do. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, here is the exercise. You're going to take couple of fingers, your index and your middle fingers, pull them up in front of you. And now you're not going to point them at anyone else. You're just going to point them at yourself. Just think of something maybe that you did, maybe something that you weren't happy about. You know, I should have said that. Or instead of beating up on yourself, you're just going to have a nice hearty laugh about it and just notice <laughs> what that does. So pointing at yourself, just having a good laugh. I am pointing at myself. Yep, I did that. Yeah, and you're going like, yep, that was me. It was me that did that. <laughs> yep, I was the one that said that. I was the that one was that my mistake. <laughs> Now, if there happens to be a mirror nearby, it's more helpful to look at yourself in the mirror while you're doing this and laughing. Nobody knows what the joke is, but it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> All that matters is the laughing. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm doubled over here on the couch. And, and might feel a little bit resistant. Sometimes the laughter can seem out of proportion to the event. <laughs> but the same thing can happen with our fear response to things that are happening. Oftentimes, our fear response is way out of alignment with what's actually happening. And so we can counterbalance that by extending the laughter for longer periods of time than would happen say, just in uh, casual interactions with other people. So ordinarily, a laugh might last two or three seconds. You know, somebody says something funny, we go, (laughs) and then it's over, right? And already here, you and I today, Ariel, we've been laughing it out for longer than would seem normal or natural. But it's been shown scientifically that when we expand and extend the amount of time that we're laughing, it actually gives enough time for those really significant physiological and psychological shifts that 
are long lasting to occur. So as we continue to laugh in that extended fashion, the body is releasing mood lifting endorphins, the hormones that give us that sense of upliftment. And we really need that right now. So let's laugh some more. What's the next exercise? Laugh some more. And so what I want to encourage is just purposefully let the laugh go. And if your mind comes in and go, "Mm, well, there's nothing funny going on here. You know, why am I laughing? I'm laughing just because. Yes, I'm laughing just because. And if you need reasons, well, the reasons are some of the things that have already been named here today. Boost your immune system. Get out of that fear and flight response. Feel, allow the body the chance to release those those mood-lifting endorphins, etc. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play a little bit with the various sounds of laughter because this is about getting very playful with the whole relationship of laughter coming back into a very kind of childlike, playful relationship with laughter. And so we don't want to leave our laughter in a box where it's always just one way of laughing. There are various sounds of laughter. We hear them in that beautiful song from Mary and Poppins, I Love to Laugh. They use them in that song. And so there's the ha, huh, where your mouth is very open, just ha, 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 Oh, that one's awkward. Not a fan of the ha ha ha. Yeah, no, because it's kind of on the fence. It's a kind of half in, half out. On the ha ha (laughs) (laughs) And then there's that very deep, right down in the gut laugh. It just goes, you can put your hands on your belly for this one, like Everyone, you're welcome to ho 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 along with us. He 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 and please join in with us. And as you're exploring each one of these, if you really, really tune in, you'll notice that there's a different feeling with each one. Now, if we think about that very kind of spread up in the head, E sound, so you put your hands like up near your mouth and just go. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
up like like I'm starting to really feel this in my stomach, you know, even though I've been doing this for 16 years, 16 years, it doesn't matter. It is a workout. You're actually putting your body through physical exercise. And this is also something else really key because when we're stuck at home and we can't go to the gym, you can't go to your yoga classes. Maybe you're doing some classes online. I mean, this podcast is online. We're doing a lot of stuff online. (laughs) This is a way to get exercise. In fact, it's a real calorie burn to laugh in this way, to extend the laughter. Could we do some mental flossing? This was an exercise that I absolutely loved. Sure, yeah. Not used to doing this without people being able to see the demonstration, but... Let's give it a shot. My, my gosh. (laughs) I've got hiccups. (laughs) That's not part of the exercise. (laughs) Okay. So we all have learned to make sure that we are using dental floss for our teeth. But really, has anybody taught you about mental flossing? Because, you know, sometimes we get a little foggy in the brain. We, after a while, we can lose focus and... Boy, that can really happen when we're in fear mode and we just don't know which direction to turn and what to prioritize and what to do next. We definitely all need some mental flossing right now. Definitely need mental flossing. So imagine that this mental floss is thick. It's thick like rope. So just put your hands up and grab that thick rope. You're just going to mime like you're grabbing the thick rope. And then you're going to take that thick rope and feed it into one ear. Just tip your head and mime that you're feeding that into your ear and then it's coming through and out the other ear and you place your hands on either side and now you're going to start pulling that rope back and forth like in between your ears and you're cleaning out those mental cobwebs but as you move it back and forth it tickles and you can't help laughing I'm just imagining everybody <laughs> cleaning out their brains, <laughs> sliding that mental floss back and forth. We're going to get those cobwebs. And all those uh, useless thoughts out of there. <laughs> and you can all the, going all, all the plastic, all the gunk that's been gunking up the system, just floss it right <laughs> out and point as it tickle. All right, moving faster and faster and faster and faster and faster. (laughs) And then you can go in another direction. Put one hand right in the center of your forehead and the other one. Not through the eyeballs. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Right in the middle of your forehead and in the back of your head. And you're going to go back and forth again, cleaning things out in the other direction. Yes. (laughs) It's like brain gym. (laughs) And then if you want to, Challenge yourself, switch that around so that it's the other way around. And the one hand's moving forward. The both hands are moving forward and backwards, like you're pulling a string, uh, that rope, that thick rope through your brain. <laughs> There's anybody else in the room with you, try to explain to them what you're doing, or maybe you want to floss their mind. 
<laughs> Blessings better with friends. Oh, no. My stomach is, oh, I feel that. I'm also working up a sweat here. My gosh. <laughs> okay. So Lynn, if people want to join you and do more of this laughter yoga and see what you're actually doing, which may increase the likelihood of laughing because it looks pretty darn silly. Yes. No offense. Where can they find you? First of all, you can go to my website, which is forgiveandlaugh.com. And if you look for the button on laughter yoga, there is going to be some information up there about any of the upcoming Zoom calls, the Zoom classes that I'm going to be running. I've run a couple of these already, and it's been fantastic because you can see each other and you can hear each other. And we've had already a couple of really fun experiences, and there's going to be more of them. So please do come on out and join us. It's going to be by suggested donation. So whatever, nobody will be turned away for lack of money. So I will love to invite you and welcome you into my laughter Zoom room (laughs) whenever you can make it. That's awesome. And we should mention another important point about laughter is that it brings people together and it creates a sense of community. And when you laugh with someone, you feel like you know them. And so in these somewhat isolating times, laughter is an extraordinary medicine through the act of connection. So I encourage all of you to bring more laughter into your lives, even if it seems incredibly counterintuitive, whether it's listening to comedy or playing funny movies or just doing laughter yoga, joining Lynn's laughter yoga sessions, hiring a laughter yoga consultant to help you laugh for an hour in the same way that you might hire somebody to do yoga online or a fitness trainer. Lynn, do you actually do like one-on-one laughter yoga sessions? I absolutely do. Yes. Awesome. I'm so doing that. (laughs) We can do this very easily over the internet. And of course, when things do, we're not going to be in this holding mode forever. We are. We definitely are going to be able to come back into community with each other, to be with each other again, face to face. And there's going to be classes and workshops and trainings as we come out the other side of all of this. So you're going to find that information on my website. Again, that's forgiveandlaugh.com. You'll also find things on Eventbrite and on the uh, meetup forum. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Lynn, for bringing some laughter into our lives today. My pleasure. (laughs) I delight at the idea that all of you at least laughed a little bit, or at least laughed at me laughing, (laughs) not with me. And hopefully you all bring a little bit more lightness into your lives. Thank you so much, Lynn. Thank you so much, Ariel. I had a wonderful time. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That was Lynn Himmelman at ForgiveAndLaugh.com. I hope you were able to laugh along and feel free to go back and re-listen to the episode if you need a trigger for laughter anytime. We also have lots of other meditation resources for you. We have the free Stressless Collection and the SOS Calm Collection of Meditations. You can download them in the Muse app. And if you'd like a Muse headband or more Muse meditations for sleep, stress, and focusing while you work from home, 
you can use the discount code MUSESTRESSLESS on ChooseMuse.com. We also have daily live meditations on the Choose Muse Instagram. Wishing you all of the resources that you need. Wishing you good health, great resilience, a little dose of immunity, and hopefully a little bit of laughter. Much love, and we'll see you next week.